We are live. It is Sunday. September. September what? September 23rd. September 23rd. 2018. September is almost over, you guys. I know. What's going on? We're like. blinked and September was done. We're like a week away from Halloween, basically. Guys, I feel like I just moved to Pennsylvania and I've been here almost a year and a half now. And I feel like I just moved. Like, it's just, time is flying by. It's crazy. You're just really enjoying it over there. Kind of, sure. <laughs> Pennsylvania, home of the, home of the priests. Yes. Just wanted all, to get closer all, to the action. All of the priests live in Pennsylvania. You just wanted to get closer yeah. to the action. Okay. We can't, we can't talk about the Catholic Church today. I can't handle it. No, we can't. Because we are going to finally... Uh, focusing on Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, the man running for Supreme Court. Well, not running; he was nominated for it. You don't really run for Supreme Court. You can run, but right. he is the focal point of every single news outlet. And so, I had said before the show, you know, reading this headline, what did she have to? And then Chris brought up a conspiracy theory. Do you want to elaborate on your conspiracy theory? Because that's what it's going to be called. Oh, me? Yeah, on the Kavanaugh's mother. I, have, I mean, I have a few thoughts. But if, if the question is, what does she have to gain? Let's not pretend. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Kavanaugh's mother was a judge. Tasha, help me out here because I don't know all the details. But I believe she was a judge in... Uh, a case that foreclosed on what is it the the Blazy Ford yeah the accuser's parents home yeah so so obviously there's some bad blood there whether they knew each other in high school or not there's obviously some you know something there there's history there's history that that gives the accuser I'm sorry I, I don't remember her name but Christine Blazy Ford Ford right it gives her. Um, good reason to hate this man. And even if there wasn't good reason to hate this man, to to sit there and pretend like there isn't... The, the Democrats have all made it very obvious they don't want this guy uh, confirmed. And, um, like, they could have just drudged this up and paid this woman who happens to live in the same town as Kavanaugh did as a teenager, to make up a story, like, like what does she have to gain? Like, you can, you can, if you have any sort of imagination, you can come up with something. You know? Right. I just right. think that that is, that is just a crazy state. Meanwhile, but, he has everything to lose, and he, you know, he's already said, yep, I will testify under oath. If he's found to have perjured himself, he, he goes to prison. I mean, I mean this, is, this is such an old thing, too. This man has lived, from what I can tell, and correct me if either of you think differently, but this man has lived, at least since the age of 18, a pretty damn perfect life. Basically. And so even if he did do this... He apparently silly, partied pretty hard in college. All right. I mean, people do that. I mean... Who right. didn't? Did, how, did he... How many women did he rape in college? If but, the answer is zero... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's zero. Right. Well, I right. think we're all right. You know, teenage boys have, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but teenage boys have a lot of unknown chemicals, unknown to them, 
going through their body that they don't know how to deal with, and some of them do some dopey things if given the opportunity. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying, considering that the man for he's 53 now, I believe, considering that he's seems to be pretty all right person since at least the age of 18. I I think we're I think we're safe. But see, we're calling things. You know, we're calling we're calling things Me Too movement like bad dates. Me Too. You know, so that I honestly don't even think that if there was, which I don't think there was any kind of interaction between them, honestly, that's my honest opinion. If this even happened, it probably wasn't anything. It, like literally, it probably wasn't anything. Given the track record that this guy has, if he was some, you know, horrible groping sexual predator when he was 17 years old, we would know a lot about that by now. Mm -hmm. And he's had how many background checks to get to the level that he's at in his life. And this is the first time something has come up right. that in any way implicates him and having any kind of monstrous background. So let me ask you a question. What, what is the, the basis of your opinion that you don't, you don't think that they had any interaction? Um, I, I, the whole, I mean, just the whole thing really. Um, and you know, I, I want to preface this by saying I generally err on the side of somebody claiming that something happened to them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, t I take seriously, and I did at the beginning of this. I was waffling really hard on this as to whether or not I thought that this merited anything. And, you know, I'm just, whatever, I'm one woman in Minnesota. Who the hell cares about my opinion? But we have a show, and I get to tell you what my opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to air your opinion, you get your own show. Um, so anyway, I, I really went back and forth on it. And really what it came down to for me is every single person that she claimed was a witness denied it, men and women. Um, her friend who said, I remember, or the woman who said she remembered who Ford was in high school and that she'd heard these rumors, walked back her statement. Right. Dianne Feinstein and all the Democrats have walked back everything. Dianne Feinstein had said, well, we don't really know what the truth is. I oh, mean, come on. She did say that. Um, so there's, there's that. There is the not knowing where or when or what, you know, whose house it was, the party. He went unnamed. Every other time she has told this story, he went unnamed. And even I don't know who it was. And... Um, her story has changed from, you know, the first few times it was documented that she had said anything about it to a therapist or her husband. It's changed since then. Um, and th there's just, there are too many convenient things about this that just say, mm, no, my spidey sense says no. Having been uh, a victim of sexual assault, I, I was 12 years old, and I remember every, and this is 26 years ago, I remember every single freaking detail of that day from before and afterward. Yeah. Every detail, 26 years ago. Another 10 years from now, I'm still going to remember every detail of that day, and it was probably one of the most traumatic moments of my life. Don't tell me that you don't remember who, what, where, when, why, and how 36 years later, 
conveniently right before a man is going to get confirmed to the Supreme Court, a man who has led an impeccable life and has a flawless track record, is a family man and a coach for his daughter's sports teams and, you know, all of these things. And now there are leftists who are writing um, things in Time magazine him as a pedophile because he had little girls in schoolgirl outfits behind him at the confirmation hearings. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, what the hell are you guys doing here? And now we're not going to hear from this accuser until Thursday, which doesn't give them any time to confirm him before the October 1st deadline. This is all way too convenient. Plus the whole, you know, the, uh, the foreclosure conspiracy, yes, tinfoil hat conspiracy, whatever. Call it whatever you want. There are too many variables in this that just, for me, add up to it could be complete bullshit, and I don't buy any of it. And I err on the side of people, <laughs> given what's happened to me in my life and all of the advocacy I do for women and children who are victims of sexual predation and, and assault in their lives. I, this smells like bullshit, and I'm just, like, astounded at... Now, that said... The woman doesn't deserve death threats. Nobody no, absolutely not. deserves death threats. She doesn't deserve these disgusting memes that are being perpetuated about her on the internet. Like, none of this is deserving. And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I blame the Democrats with this one. Yeah. They've dragged this woman out. She didn't want to be named, and Dianne Feinstein named her anyway. And they, so they dragged her out. Now her name is mud in the public, you know, She's either mud or she's a champion for women, and we've all seen the whole Hollywood women yeah. stand with you video, you know. It's crap, and it just feeds all of this propaganda of the Me Too movement, which it is propaganda, and it is completely destroying the ability for actual victims of sexual assault and sexual violence to have the confidence to come forward because we're calling things like bad dates sexual assault. And this is why and we're making shit up from 36 years ago. You know, I'm really mad about it. <clears throat> just, this is, this is why, <clears throat> this is why a lot of these uh, liberal narratives aren't, aren't being taken seriously by the center centrists and the right. And even some moderate Democrats, honestly, mm -hmm. because they, they, they turn something that if you kept it truthful would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. in, into a fantasy because they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until people can't even take them seriously anymore. And some of these movements, like the Me Too movement, was a, a good thing. You know, it's, it started from a good place and good intentions. And, and now it's just, you know, they just, they just keep crossing lines. And they don't understand why people don't take them seriously, some, some, including some of the members of their own party. They don't understand it. And... It's just, it's ridiculous. They, they really got to well, come down. <laughs> and here we go, double standards with the left again. You know, we're saying, they're telling us that we need to believe all women, believe all women. And Christine, is it Christine or Christina? I think it's Christine. Blasey Ford. Christine Blasey Ford, we're supposed to believe her without any kind of credible evidence mm -hmm. whatsoever. And witnesses having said that she's lying, that it never happened. But... On the flip side, we're supposed to completely ignore the accusations that have been made against Keith Ellison, which now we have some things that are corroborating that woman's story, uh, Monahan. I can't remember her first name. Um,
so we, you know, the left doesn't want us to believe a woman who is accusing a, a Democrat who's running for attorney general. They want us to believe a known left, leftist activist who campaigns hardcore to anti-Trump campaign stuff. We want to believe her without any evidence or anything like that because it's against a SCOTUS nominee that is that belongs to President Trump. It doesn't make any sense. And again, it goes back to if the left didn't have double standards, they'd have none at all. Well, and apparently the issue isn't men doing things with women against their will because otherwise Cory Booker would have been called out for did did you see what he had written in college that is you know resurfacing he wrote something along the lines of uh stealing second base in which he tells a story of you know being drunk in high school uh copping a feel off of a classmate who you know ultimately didn't want it but you know he writes about that experience so i mean he's admitted to it so the issue isn't the doing the issue isn't the act itself it's the, uh, I guess, the fact that he, nobody had been talking about it before. And so, you know, all the attention right now is on Democrats who've committed these things, aside from Roy Moore. But uh, they're just, yeah, they're playing games to where they don't want the uh, right wing judge, or not right wing judge, but just the Supreme Court justice confirmed. Like it's, that's all it is. They won't get him confirmed in time for October 1st, so that means we will have uh, a 4 to 4. And I'm, and I'm seeing a lot of people say things along the lines like, oh, well, what is this teaching young girls? You know, they're, if they ever come out, you know, and admit something, then, you know, they're going to face death threats and they're going to face all this. It's like, well, no, because you're not standing up for all women. You're, you're only standing up for the women that you want to believe at right. the time. So if anyone's setting yeah. the bad example, you know, it's the Democratic the, the Party. The only women who should be worried by that are the ones who are, are not telling the truth. Right. And I'm, I'm glad we, you know, I mean, nobody deserves death threats. But I'm glad that there's some sort of backstop for... See, that's the, the unfortunate part of movements like this is they make it possible for a lot of non-truthful stories to come out. So right. if there's if there's some sort of pushback against that, that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Right. No, yeah, I mean we don't we know that we know know that there's a percentage of, of reports that are false reports. Um and I I honestly think we can chat up to one of those false reports. Because you don't get to like I don't know if you're following this in the beginning of the week, they she wanted to completely circumvent jurisprudence and not testify before him and not testify in the same room as him. And like she had all of these parameters that she wanted to. Didn't she originally say she wasn't going to testify unless the FBI did an investigation on him? Well, they keep changing things. First of all, what they said, they're not going to do it. They don't have the jurisdiction. Right. This is not what the FBI does or its intended purpose whatsoever. Where did she even come up with that? You know, let's, I don't know. No idea. But she just wanted to completely circumvent jurisprudence on this whole thing. And there's where the criminal charges first. Like where are the criminal charges? We have a freaking hearing 
and there is not even a single criminal criminal charge against this man. File some goddamn charges <laughs> against him, and then let's talk. Meanwhile, let the rest of the country move on and fulfill the functions of our government by having a nine-person Supreme Court. Right. This is really, I'm, I'm so mad about this. Right it's remi it reminds me of this video I saw the other day. It was a, a Dr. Phil clip of this little girl who is convinced that Eminem is her dad. And oh, boy. They keep showing her photos of like, no, th this man that's holding you is your dad. And she's just like, yeah, he looks just like Eminem. Like, they're like, no, no you're like, <laughs> no, it, that's how I feel. Christine Blasey Ford kind of is going about all this. It's like, no, that was him. It's like, no, you've never met Kavanaugh before. Nope, that was, that was definitely him. It's like, but he was out of town all, all summer, like dur during that year. Like, he, nope, I'm, I know it was him. I never forget a face. Right. And are those rumors are those rumors true and stuff like that that I'm seeing on memes as far as like images of uh, Blazy Ford bragging about you know how many sexual conquests she'd had before any oh, of those? I'm not even paying any credence to any of those. There's also a theory that she had she'd been cooking this up with uh, with regard to any nominee that they were going to have, like that this was a whole planned thing. Yeah, you know? but there's no like there's nothing to substantiate that. That's all just that's actual tinfoil. That I is. Yeah, I can't. The only reason I say I can't see that is because they waited till the eleventh hour to even bring this thing to light. You know what I mean? Didn't right. didn't she supposedly complain to her representative in like June, and we only heard about it like at the beginning of September? You know, maybe maybe the end of August. I don't. They had sent a letter to. Representative. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying they sent a letter to Feinstein in uh, Feinstein, whatever, in July. So she had had she had been sitting on that letter, uh, right. for over eight weeks. There's also, and I can't cite it really. Uh, yeah, it's so important. So let's just sit on it for eight weeks. Yeah. Right. What that tell tells me that's me, not a freaking delayed tactic. What that tells me is that they feel like this story has holes or is completely made up, and they know it, and they just couldn't find anything better. Right. That's why Feinstein's walking it back. People are starting to walk away from her because this whole thing is unraveling. We're going to get to Thursday and, and, oh my gosh, I, you know, I would put money, I would think I would really put money on the odds of it coming out on Thursday. Oh, well, maybe I'm misremembering things, honestly, because they got to Thursday. <clears throat> what the hell do they care? They got to Thursday. Right. So it doesn't matter now. They could vote tomorrow and have him inst in instituted in time for October 1st, but we were delaying till Thursday. Is there, is there no way she can get, <clears throat> she can get some sort of, uh, you know, uh, she can get in some sort of trouble with the law for that? I don't know. You would think so. I, I mean, you know. I mean, there are false reports. I mean, that is a crime, but she didn't make a false police report. She just made a media circus. Right. I was just going to say, she just, yeah. She just turned everything on. It's its not ass. against and the law to make a media circus. It is against the law to defame people, though. Right. So there you go. I don't believe any of it. And, you know, people can walk away from me if they want to for not believing any of this. Nope. I, I don't believe it. Do you see that happening? People are getting mad at you? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep. And I really do not. Because you're thinking for yourself. Yep. I, I don't. And then that's why people walk away from anybody who's thinking for themselves. That's just so saddening. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to see like what all the demands are. I'm trying to find the demand. I'm trying to find a. I'm trying to find the list of demands that Ford set forth. Like as far as like, yeah, she wanted it on Thursday, but there was also a bunch of other con- like demands that she had made before she was going to testify. Right. There's um, and I I would have to find it. There was this whole uh, linking her and Diane Feinstein too. She's like. She's really good friends with her own representative, who's really good friends with Diane Feinstein. Mm-hmm. And we've all been together before, prior to this whole thing, prior to eight weeks ago. Like, it's been a whole big thing that they've all had a relationship together, a friendship together. And, and her attorney as well. I mean, her attorney is this high-profile sexual assault, sexual harassment attorney. <clears throat> it's insane. There's way too much that's way too convenient about this story and way too much that's not enough at all, you know? Right. Like her not being with the details. Right. And say, and her lawyer said something about her not having the onus to, Blazy Ford not having the onus to um, corroborate her own story, that that's what an investigation is for. How are they supposed to investigate anything when you can't tell them who, where, when, etc.? What are they supposed to investigate? <clears throat> so you have to corroborate all of that information in order for any, anyone, FBI or not, to investigate. And it's, again, it's not the FBI's jurisdiction to do so. Okay, so I found the terms uh, that they had originally sent. This is ridiculous. Only members of the committee, which is fine, uh, no lawyer. Oh, okay. Only members of the committee, no lawyers can question her. So she doesn't want the possibility of being questioned. In the art of questioning me can question me. (laughs) Kavanaugh cannot be in the room, and Kavanaugh should be questioned first before he has had the opportunity to hear Ford's testimony. So it's it's something he didn't do. So therefore, he has to go first and defend the thing that he doesn't even know that he did. How does that right. make sense? This is if this was a court trial, like that would never happen. That is not jurisprudence. The accuser, who is making the accusation, has to provide the information first, to which the accused answers. That's how it goes. I feel like that list of terms is basically saying, I'm lying and I don't want to get caught. Right. That's exactly what it is. It's the only logic behind it. And she claims this incident has traumatized her so much, but yet she doesn't know where it was, whose house it was, who all was there, how she got there, how she got home. She doesn't remember any of that, but it traumatized her so much. It it traumatized her so much. Guys. Does trauma cause amnesia? No, but you can. It can cause disassociation. But I cannot see disassociation from somebody trying to and 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 failing to rip your bathing suit off. I cannot see getting so messed up that they need to disassociate. No. Nope, not at all. Furthermore, for a psychologist, she is a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I think a psychiatrist. 
so she for somebody who works in this in that field of psychology or psychiatry to to claim disassociation like that over something that she has no idea how when who what etc like that's not even a thing no you can't disassociate from something and and then also claim it happened Right. That make that's, any a very, sense. that's a very good point. That's a very good point. How does she know it happened if she doesn't remember any of the other details? Right, right. Maybe she, she doesn't, doesn't remember, remember that anything. detail. Like it just doesn't make none of it makes sense at all. It just doesn't. And for for intelligent people to look at this and go, oh yeah, he totally did it. Because all the men are rapists. And there are people even saying, I don't care if innocent men lose their jobs and lose their reputation. Oh yeah. Just as long as we get some of them. What do, okay, look. That's insane. What, what, see, here's the problem. The reason that they're in such an uproar right now, and I, I understand it, I mean, just with the, the initiation of the Me Too movement, is because for too long, too many people have gotten away with too many things, and no one said boo about it. So I get right. that. Don't they realize that by pushing it so far over the line where innocent people are losing their jobs or going to jail or whatever, and they don't care... They're willing to just push it to just without any worry for that, that there's going to be pushback against them and eventually they're going to get silenced again. Like, what are we doing? It's the same right. thing with, with, with like this whole racism thing. It's like, you know, now we can't be racist against whites because whites have been racist against blacks for so many years. Don't you realize that by going so far over the line, all it's going to do is cause future generations to push back harder than you're yeah. pushing now? It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know why people, they just don't learn from history. Nobody has any, any sense of history anymore. Right. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Just, it's the mental leaps that people have to go to, to convince themselves that, that this happened, or just in general that, you know, all men are rapists. Right. All men are potential rapists. That's, that's not true. I guess. It's not true at all. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo Ben Shapiro here for a second. Feminism has told women, "Oh, you don't need men. You don't need men's protection. You don't need men's help. You don't need men's this, that, or the other thing." But the first thing that feminists are doing now is is whining that the men in power aren't doing anything about rapists. Okay, well, you said that you don't need men to to help you with things. So what's your problem? You're right. No. I'm just going through. <clears throat> Sorry. I was I had a point to make though earlier about um just the pendulum swinging like <clears throat> you know people were saying specifically I remember like Republicans because they didn't have any power but they were saying that uh the dangers of Obama using the executive order to pass so many things or get so many of his uh policies you know get the ball rolling on them like th there was this warning of Hey, this is going to get used against you. Like, you really need to, you know, cut down on, you know, pushing DACA through and things like that. It's like, this is, you're not going to like it when the, you know, the other side does it on the flip and comes back and now you have Trump, you know, doing travel bans and things like that. But it, it's not just the abuse issue or the Me Too issue. Like, you see, you're seeing this in every single aspect of political life. Like, it's, okay, well, you did it, uh, and you used it in this way, so we're going to take what you've done 
and use it against you. And you're not going to see like, and everyone's just going to bicker back and forth instead of coming to an understanding that, yeah, that like they're going to do it too. So if we bitch about it now, we're just going to do it anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. so I don't know why. On the one hand, I don't know why they're complaining about it because they're going to do it at the same time. But on the other hand, if you're going to complain about it, then why are you going to participate in it as well? So it's very frustrating. Sorry, I just went on a, a tangent. No, and you're absolutely right. Um, I don't think that. <clears throat> I don't think that. <laughs> I think Obama thought that he was the first in a long line of Democratic presidents. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think I think they, a lot of people thought that. Probably, you know, I don't. I don't think they thought the Republicans were going to have a president for a long time, if ever again. Yeah. So they, so they just thought, you know, just let Obama do what he's going to do and it'll get upheld. I had never thought of that, but I also, my uh, coworker was, he brought up a good point the other day when we were just talking and he was saying, like, man, how crazy is it that Obama's ego is so huge that he's, you know, got to come down from the mountain where he was, you know, after he had, uh, you know, left office and sort of stayed quiet for a year. And now he's seeing, you know, the, the economy take off and he's got to make sure that everyone knows that, Oh, Hey, you know, I did this. This wasn't, this wasn't Trump. This was me. Right. They're simultaneously you know, downplaying it and giving Obama the credit. Right. And his, yeah. his ego is that big though, to where it's like, Oh, well, I've got, I've got to get back in there and let him know that, you know, let him know it was me. I did this. He could maybe have credited himself with it for the first year. After that, dude, you're done. Well, even that, just the fact that anymore. just the fact that oh, things are going so bad, but I have to make sure that I take credit for it. Like, it, right. you can't have it both ways. You can't have things going so awful. That's just you know what what the and take credit for it. It's almost right. like you know for for the for the liberals who who can't believe that things aren't going well, it's almost like Obama gave him an alternative theory, you know? If, if, if you happen to realize that things are going well, well then, it's <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Maybe he, you know what? Nobody calls him out on this either. He just gets up there and he's like, look, I know I haven't been president in two years, but uh, I just want to let you know that you're also happy because of all the things I've done. Right. Anybody, anybody else would have been ripped to shreds in the media for doing that. Well, maybe he's yeah. just like so, maybe he's so kind that he is tired of seeing people just that are miserable, absolutely miserable in today's, you know, in spite of the fact that things are going well right now. And he's sort of just given them an excuse to, okay, you know what? You guys can be happy. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you be happy. I'm going to say that I did it. And then we can stop, right. you know, bitching about this, and then we can focus on resist. Right. But we can do it with a smile on our face. Right. Yeah, he has to claim that some kind of nobody can really accept the fact that things are going well, because the stock market was supposed to have crashed entirely. We were all supposed to be locked in tight security in the country with no in and no out, totalitarian regime. Get your passports now, guys, because you're not going to be able to get them later. And like everything was going to be totally, you know, it's going to be Handmaid's Tale. You know? Sexy Handmaid's Tale. 
Wait, Sexy Handmaid's Tale. Oh you saw God. those? I saw that. Um, no, that, I mean, that's what it was supposed to be. That's what everybody was telling us it was going to be as soon as the election was over. And, you know, come January, you better start to, you better learn to resist because it's going to be hell in the streets. Okay. Um, but two years, I'm waiting. Yes, yeah, You know. Well, there's been some chaos in the streets, but it hasn't been, you know, right-wing death. Because of Republicans. Yeah, it hasn't been right-wing death squads. Right. It's been anti-fascists with their, right. with their get-ups. Right. <laughs> The whitest anti-fascists you're ever gonna meet. <coughs> did you guys? Um, did you guys see that Shapiro? <coughs> own, oh, bless you. Thank you. Jeez. Wow. Um, did you guys see that Shapiro now has his own show on Fox? Yeah, the election special. Something like yeah. that. Is that just leading up to the midterms? Or I think so. Is... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be a have his own show there. All right. That that would. I'm not gonna lie. That would upset me a little bit. <laughs> I'm starting to buy into Stephen Crowder's body double conspiracy theory about Ben Shapiro. That Ben Shapiro has a body double? Yes, because how the hell is he getting his life accomplished? Like, he has 24 hours in a day, just like anybody else. Does he yeah. sleep? He, he must not. <laughs> you know? He must not. He's always doing things, and he's never late on what he's doing. You know what I mean? Right. right. So it's crazy. He has six shows a day. Now he's doing another show. Plus he writes all the writing he does. Plus mm -hmm. he's always doing interviews with like Dave Rubin, for instance, yeah. or yes. whoever. It seems like his anybody who says. Fox or his spots on CNN right. or his spots on MSNBC or yeah. It, it just basically seems like if anybody says, hey, Ben, can you do this? He says, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, how? How do you do it? But good for him. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize Michael Moore's. Uh movie came out this weekend what's it called fahrenheit 11 9 <laughs> and it made it made three million dollars <laughs> which is actually pretty good compared to did you see what uh kevin spacey's latest movie opened to on opening weekend a hundred and thirty six dollars on opening weekend not 136 million, 136. So I don't want to be, I, I don't want to sound stupid here, but 11-9 is election night, correct? Yes. That's, right. what, that's what he's going for? Yes. I hate him. <laughs> I was a I fan of his. I was a fan of his as, as a teenager. I enjoyed both. So back then, but. <clears throat> But, uh, he is gross. That's all I really need to say about Michael Moore. Fahrenheit 11.9 opened with $3.1 million in 1,700 cinemas, making up a fraction of its $24 million. Or, excuse me. So compared to the Fahrenheit 9.11, which made $24 million, this one only made $3 million. In how many theaters? 1,700. So I can't. Can I do the math on that? It's not. It's not good. No. A couple thousand it's dollars. Seventeen hundred dollars per theater. Really? Mm. No. It's not good. 
Like fifteen dollars a ticket? Yeah, no. And uh, did not did not do well in the reviews, but time will tell. I'm sure you know might be a, might be a I cult feel, classic. I feel like everyone's just kind of getting sick of this this whole. I'm surprised he made that movie. You know, like so much. I I don't think anyone cares, and that includes liberals. I don't think they care at this right. point. You know. Everyone's just so exhausted. I feel like I'm absolutely drained of all this Kavanaugh stuff. I'd love for the world to focus on something else. I'd love to go to war with someone just so that there's something else to talk about, man. Right. Like, you may get your wish. Could you imagine if it was just like nothing crazy political going on? You know, we were withdrawn from conflicts across the globe. Like, what the heck would people even talk about? The weather or... Right, like, God. like what's going on in their lives? Like, right, they'd go see shows. Yeah, it was. It was, it was called the '90s. Jesus. Chris would still be in a band. <laughs> I don't know. I miss the '90s. I miss when, uh, when, I believe I have a fantasy in my in my mind that Democrats and Republicans <clears throat> used to go out to dinner together and break bread and joke about their differences and. And, you know, hug at the end of the night and, I don't know, tickle each other to bed or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, nowadays, it's, 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 you know, you can't even walk into a building that somebody from the opposite party is in. You know, it's right. so crazy. And can I, I just want to reiterate that I don't believe Candace Owens. So I just, just wanted to say that. I don't know what made me think of it, but I don't like her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I really, I liked her at first a lot, actually. And just as, as time went on and she kept opening her mouth and opening her mouth and opening her mouth and opening her mouth and I'm just less, I believed her less and less and less each time. And now I'm just like, I'm not even paying attention to you anymore. To me, she's a mixed bag. I, I'm, I'm not sure how we got on Candace Owens, but she's a mixed bag for me. And I think that her purpose is not for me. It's mm. for the, it's for the, black people who have been told that because they're black, they have to be Democrats. Mm. So, mm. I mean, she's not even for me, you know? And she's, do you, do you she's, think she's doing a good job at that? I do. Being, I do. Okay. Right, yeah. Then. Because I've watched a lot of her Q and A's and she gets people lined up. Like you got, you helped me get off the plantation, you know? Okay. So like, I well, think that that's her purpose. I don't think that she's for white people. The uh, white conservative leaning people. But do you believe all. her stories? Like, do you believe the things that she says when she opens her mouth? I mean, yes. I think that because she's a she's an entertainer at the same time, there's going to be some um, uh, hyperbole. Yeah, and and like making a story just a little bit more exciting. Because mm. not every story is that exciting. You know. Right, no one lives that exciting of a life. Nobody does, but so, but because it's she's a very she's a very adept showman. So, to be able to do that, she has to be able to tell stories like and interesting. She's, she's young, isn't she? So like she's young. She's like twenty five or twenty six. She's she's got to be able to tell stories because that draws people in to listen to the actual message that she has to say. 
you know? So if she's using somebody else's story and saying, my grandpa this, mm. or if she's taking a story from her childhood and just tweaking it a little bit to catch somebody's attention, mm. like that's what show people do. That's true. I don't even know what made me think of that, but whatever I was talking about, she popped into my head and I was just like, yeah, by sure. the way. I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like listening to her even when I disagree with her about stuff. But, um, and I've been listening to her since before she was a big deal, you know, when she was just still just this tiny little nobody person on YouTube, Red Pill Black. Red Pill Black, you know? yeah. Um, and I remember the first time I watched her, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is really smart. This is incredible. I can't believe it. And she's actually what got me started thinking more about race issues and race baiting and the statistics about race and equity and prison and I mean all of these things and black fathers not being present in the home like all of these things that she really touches on the things that are really the meat of her message that aren't for me they're for the black community that has been told they have to be democrats because mm. they're black these things are real that she's talking about the stories that she uses to pull you in they're probably 60-40. A little exaggerated. Right. Whatever happened to the walkway movement? That kind of died off, huh? Did it? I think he's got a show or a podcast or something now, that guy does. No. Well, I hadn't heard anything about it. And I had this, because I was talking to a buddy yesterday who, Texas right now has, you know, uh, Beto O'Rourke going up against uh, Ted Cruz. For the Senate and you're seeing a lot of signs for the other guy as opposed to Cruz and my buddy yesterday was just talking to me he's like man do you think Ted Cruz is going to lose and it's like no you just you can't really have signs of support for Republicans because you're gonna you have a greater chance of getting you know ripped on or ridiculed right. for showing any sort of support for a Republican but if you're you know report uh, supporting the Democrat then suddenly you know you're brave or you're you know, right. standing up for the people who can't speak for themselves and whatever kind of rhetoric you want to use. But it's very much like if you put a, a Ted Cruz sign up, you put a Republican sign up in your yard, you're a target. Right. And that's not conspiracy. Thing. Oh, you know, they're going to come in and kill you. I'm saying, you know, no one's judging you for having a Democrat sign because that's socially acceptable. Right. Yeah, I mean, in my neighborhood, like most, most people here in my neighborhood, they're, you know, they've got their rainbow signs on the yard of all are welcome here, except everybody knows that that's a lie. And everybody's got their, you know, all their DFL endorsed candidate signs on their yards right now. I've got my Jeff Johnson sign for governor. <laughs> He's the Republican candidate. Jeff Johnson sign in my yard. And every now and again, you'll see somebody who's got Jeff Johnson and They've got Trump, a Trump flag out or, you know, on any of the other Republican candidates, um, very few libertarians in this neighborhood. And it's just really interesting because they like people do walk by my house and they see Jeff Johnson sign. They make an ugly face. <laughs> I noticed it when I first put it out a couple months ago, right before the primaries. They, I put it out and people walk their dog and they'd like do a double take. Like, what the hell is that doing here? You know? Because this is liberal, democratic, DFL-controlled St. Paul. How dare they be, there be anybody who votes other than Democrat here? Well, okay, 
I brought I brought up Ted Cruz and Beto because they just had their um, debate on Friday, and I watched mm-hmm. it. And this guy, Beto O'Rourke, is like he talks exactly like Obama talked. I mean, everything he says is put together in a way that he's reading it, and all of his answers, like they just came off. It came off so staged and so scripted. At one point. Uh, they asked about child safety in schools and um, the Second Amendment. And Ted Cruz said, you know, I've pushed for a bill that uh, would give this amount of money for schools to hire, you know, up to five more police officers, you know, to watch each public school. And uh, Beto responded with saying, well, you know, thoughts and prayers aren't going to work, Senator. And Ted Cruz, everyone was just so confused because he was like, Nobody, nobody said thoughts and prayers. Like you, you clearly had been sitting on this line, just waiting for it. Like, right. and you just like, you're like, okay, this is the only chance I'm going to have to get this line in. So, uh, all right, let's say, and Ted Cruz is like, well, if you think hiring five more officers per school is, is thoughts and prayers, then I, you know, we're not going to be able to see eye to eye on pretty much anything. Then it was just funny. Cause it's like, man, this guy is like, he has a script right there, and he's like, "Oh man, I gotta get this line out. Gotta get, got, gotta rip on thoughts and prayers in Texas, where eighty percent of the state's Christian. So, right. you know, the last this thing you want to so do is rip on the conservative Christian." Well, he needed his meme, you know. So yes, that's what he's got. Then all the left will meme him saying, "Thoughts and prayers aren't gonna cut it." This uh, without this context won't. at all. Yep. This guy's white? Yeah, he's Irish. He's like fifth generation Irish American. Okay. He uh he's got a so he's got a backstory of when he was a kid, his dad was the I guess county judge in El Paso and he got into a DUI, okay. uh crashed into another car, tried to flee the scene, and got off with probation because his dad was the judge uh, for the county. This is when he was, you know, in his twenties. White privilege confirmed. And yes. And he talks about that, but he, he spins it in a way that's like, you know, I was able to get a second chance because I have white privilege. And it's like, no dude, you were able to get a second chance because you have, my dad was County judge privilege. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's right. don't, don't put it on your skin color. Don't use it as some talking point. And he did, but he did, he goes to like churches And he used the line at least seven or eight times in the debate of, well, I've been to all 54 Texas counties. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, you visit them each time once. And Ted Cruz is like, yeah, well, where were you when the flood or when the, when Hurricane Harvey hit? Where were you when, you know, the Sutherland Springs shooting at this school? Where were you at this, when the church got shot up? He's like, "I, I was there. I was there within that day at all those places. So it was just funny how he's like, okay, I got to touch on uh, thoughts and prayers. Okay, I got to touch on that. I've been to every county, um, you know, and then I got to touch on white privilege. It's like, dude, you, it was the first debate that they've had and they've got three more, but it's pretty evident that he's going to get railroaded. So that, that, It's just I, I stupid. I like the, they, they just argue on sound bites. They don't, they don't say anything ever. They don't say anything. There was a there was a debate between Keith Ellison and Doug Wardlow this week. Doug Wardlow is the GOP 
endorsed candidate for attorney general, and he's my pick. He's incredible. I've gotten to meet him. He's got an amazing judiciary or legal track record. Um, I mean, he's he's phenomenal, and I think that he's going to do a really great job for Minnesota. He wiped the floor with Keith Ellison, and they talked about his um, assault scandal. I was about to ask, did they even and, bring that up? Yep, they brought it up, and he just totally walked around it. Ellison did. He didn't. He just gave a bunch of non-answers about how he just wanted to break up with the woman, and he's met somebody else new now, and it's just a matter of her being jealous and not being able to let go. Yes, because you're such a catch, Keith Ellison. <laughs> that's hilarious. That that's the angle he's taking. That's the angle he's taking. He's just totally walking around it, and everybody, you could see the look on everybody's faces. They were just astonished that he was answering that way. Even the moderator was like, "This is crazy." Oh my gosh, I need to watch this now. It was pretty intense. So I mean, these. No matter what it is they're talking about, if it's Ocasio-Cortez or if it's O'Rourke or if it's Ellison or whoever the hell it is, they aren't saying anything. It's like they all took a dose of Sarah Palin and were like, all right, I'm good. You know, I'm going to, you know, I got my Sarah Palin, so I'm just going to talk. Well, the, I'm not going to say anything. Minnesota tends to vote Democrat, right? but we're kind of trending more purple these days that's so that's interesting because i mean texas has been having they have we haven't had a democratic senator since like the early 90s i think 93 was the last time a democrat won but you've got your little democrat enclaves like austin yes and, yes like austin uh dallas uh el paso i guess apparently but all the yeah all the big cities are pretty left-leaning but it's just funny how you're right. They're not saying anything. And one thing that was brought up during the Cruz O'Rourke debate was uh, Beto is like the one non-incumbent senator who has flat out stated that he is going to work to get him, uh, Trump impeached. And one of the questions there during the debate was, you know, how are you going to work with President Trump uh, if you're also simultaneously the only senator that's admitted or the only Senate candidate? that has admitted that you're going to work towards getting him impeached. And he just couldn't really, I mean, he'd be like, you know, we'll work on things that we can work on. And um, there are other things, you know, that I disagree with him on. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to have to work with us. It's like his answer was people, well, he, he just has to, he just has to work with us. He, he has no choice. And Ted Cruz is like, well, you know, I call the guy every once in a while. Cause uh, we talk to each other now after he ripped on my wife and said she was ugly which they brought that up. But it was just, it's just funny how they're so delusional. They're, they only have one thing in mind and it's, oh, we got to impeach Trump. We got to impeach Trump. Like we can't, we don't really have to run on. We don't have any goals or we don't have any, you know, actual plans that we want to. is resist and impeach. That's it. I want to know genuinely, do they have a plan for if they impeach him? Well, then they got to work on Pence. You heard You've heard Maxine Waters say, you know, you, you knock one down and then you got to knock the other ones down. Maxine Waters is crazy. Jeez. I don't know how she's not impeached. She is a crazy train. I don't know how she's not in prison for saying the president should be killed. Yeah, she's not a senator. She's a representative. So she has her, she has the benefit of not having to have all of California 
uh, elector only her small district of. She's in California. I think so. I thought she was in Florida. Who, who's? No, there's another. There's another crazy hat lady. There's a crazy hat lady who's in Florida. Uh, yes. Okay. No. Sorry, I was getting them mixed up. Whoa. That's racist. Why? Why would you get them mixed up? Do they all look alike or something, Chris? Is that what you're saying right now? Because they're crazy. Okay, we're <laughs> we're in dangerous territory. We're in kicked <laughs> off of, kicked off of social media territory. ACLU uh, oh, territory. I know. Or no, SPLC. That's who. I knew it was some sort of acronym. Yeah, one of those. One of those crazy acronyms. Trying to shut us down. Anyone else got anything? I, I've been so drained by this Kavanaugh thing. This is why I want something else to happen. I want just the confirmation to come through, so that way we can move on and have more interesting things to talk about. Yeah. Right. Right. I'll, I'll, I mean, to be honest, I literally ignored the political scene like the last half of last week and this weekend yeah. because the, the Kavanaugh stuff is just so repetitive and yep. it, it was old before it was new. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I've just been like just paying attention to other things. So yeah, I've done the same thing. Honestly, I've done the same thing. I just can't like, it's just so much. And it's not that, you know, I'm stupid and can't handle lots of information. It's just that it's like nonstop. And we live in a 24 hour cycle society. I mean, it's just like, it does not end. And I just, I feel like I need to go on a social media fast again and just like stop for a while and just do the show and just do my channel and that's it for. That sounds good. You know, we- it just, it just feels icky and it weighs a person down because I mean, I don't want to think about this stuff all the time. I've got six children to handle, you know? Oh, and by the way, you guys already know, but I'll let our lovely viewers know baby seven is coming in March. Woo. <laughs> baby seven. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. Yeah, we can. We can spend a whole show doing baby names. <laughs> when my youngest brother was born and my parents asked uh, what, what we should name him, uh, my younger brother, Josh, said that we should call my brother. Uh, he had two names he wanted. He wanted either Baby Baby as his name or Pocket Watch. He was really into the, he was really into the word Pocket Watch. So he thought that that would be something uh, cool to name our youngest brother, who ultimately when got my, stuck with Michael. But. When my first son was born, my second daughter woke up. And I asked her, do you want to beat your baby brother? And she said, not if it's a boy. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with having a baby brother when, she was, when he was born. That's how we pretty much felt about the opposite sex. We were like, well, if, we get a, if mom has a girl, can we just like trade her for a puppy? Or <laughs> I think my brother wanted a rabbit. He was like, can we just trade it for something? Like, no Bunnies offense. Awesome. <laughs> Bunnies are awesome. Bunnies are awesome. Uh, I have a guinea pig. Oh. Oh. Go ahead. I was going to ask, Chris, is your uh, friend going to come on our show, or has that been next? You know, I haven't I haven't been pushing it. Um, last I heard, probably not. 
this is after our smiling and seven children. Was this was this because of our last show? Um, an abortion? No, it was because when 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 the idea first came up, I, I kind of pushed that. Um, it I kind of pushed the narrative that it has to stay civil. Oh, you lied to him. And um, the it seems like the response that I'm getting back is that might not happen. So let's just go with no. <sighs> well, that's disappointing. You know, honestly, that's it's disappointing. It says a lot about him. You know, that he can't he can't have a conversation without being civil. It says a lot about him, and it says a lot about his how weak his position is. So those are the uh, only yeah. shots I'm gonna fire about it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not on any side here. Um, sure. I just, I, I, I genuinely would love to have uh, a guest on this program who does not agree with us mostly mm-hmm. to, uh, to debate with. I, I don't, honestly, I, at this point, I don't even care the topic, you know, just pick a topic. If right. It's something, if it's something you really believe in you know um and you know and 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 i'm not looking to like gang up on anybody or anything like that i genuinely half half of my uh of my desire to do it is to maybe be enlightened on the topic that's just the way i am but um you know i don't know i just think that would be really cool that'd be a lot of fun and so far anybody who has um openly disagreed with us on something has uh shied away from coming on to talk about it so right it's just it's it's really frustrating and and i'm going to go back to saying it to me that says that if people shy away like that it says that they they don't really have a firm grounding in their position so they they don't want to argue it yeah what about um what about your friend garrett he first started the page yeah he oh the you know no, I, there was two of them. He went back to Germany, but he's hoping to be back soon. But uh, no, the other guy that you're talking about, Chris, who the one who said that white people can't be racist or you can't be racist against white people. Yeah, I need to, I need to reach out to him. Yeah, I'd so, like him to try to come at me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you get on I'm one sorry, of your Chris that's, rants. That's, oh, I'm sure for that conversation that I will. And he can, he can yikes me all he wants. I, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yikes girl. I, know, I, I listen, I, I, I know who I am for everybody on the internet who, you know, who thinks that I might be like blind to how excited I can be. No, I'm fully aware. I'm an intense person who sometimes uses terminology that isn't warranted for the situation. I totally know who I am. It's cool. But yikes. Right. Nah, guy. And I didn't even think that what I said to him was even, like, yikes appropriate. <laughs> so. That's just... When people use yikes, I automatically assume that they use um, Facebook tag groups. Like, sounds like racism, but okay. Or whatever, <laughs> you know. I hate those. And, Form an and, argument. Don't tag a group. And he accused me of saying that I, I was, uh, I felt as if, I had been in a situation where racism played a part in my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
or as Jordan Peterson, what would you say um, in my uh, detriment, you know? But I wasn't claiming that at all. I was just stating, I know, we're not even talking about what I'm talking about, so whatever. Talk to that guy. See if he'll come on and talk with I you. will. Let's plug, though. Let's plug. First, can we please give a huge shout-out to Revenge of the Sis Boys, yes. Mike, Mike and Royce. Those guys, so awesome. Um, they mentioned us on their show. And then, actually, that night, Mike went on to do, like, a half-hour segment on us on Nightwave. Um, Holy I haven't gotten to see that. I got to see the ROTC segment. He did a long thing. He did a long thing about us. Yeah, I mean, maybe not oh. a half hour, but it was fifteen, twenty minutes. Yes, he went in. And um, oh my gosh, what, I would what, really, I would do really you know like how far you into the show he did it. Um, I want to. Yeah, what? How far into the show was it? Oh, shh. let's see. He was on with Poseidon on Thursday, I think. Yes, so it was Wednesday night. Um. Probably like an hour into the show. Okay, yeah, I want to watch it. I I have to watch them when my kids aren't around because they get sweary. (laughs) But I love them. They use the swears. I agree with them. I love them. They are so sweet. And they are the reason why the three of us have our show. You know, we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for those guys. So I have the biggest spot in my heart for those guys. And they're doing the Lord's work. They are. They are. They're on the SPL. They're on the hate watch now with SPS. Probably. Probably. So, you know, SPLC is watching them because apparently they're hardcore white supremacists or something. You know, guy guy named Royce Lopez and all. (laughs) But, yeah, nothing but love for those guys. So, check them out. Revenge of the Sis on YouTube. They have a website as well that Garrett and I both are contributors on. They're and our heroes. If you don't already know, follow their solo shows, Daywave Radio on YouTube yeah. and, and Nightwave Live on, on radio. One's Royce, one's Mike. They both do great jobs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, that, was, that was really cool of them. So I really appreciated it. They're gifted entertainers. Absolutely. They're hysterical. I mean, if, if you're not paying attention to them, you got to get your life together. I don't, I don't know yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> They're circle and they're well researched. So best of both mm-hmm. worlds. They are very. Yes. <clears throat> so besides that, you, you can uh, come follow us on Twitter and you know watch me, um, you know troll Bernie Sanders. I was about to say rip into Bernie like Sanders. Yeah, I, I I I stopped paying attention to him for a little bit. I got a little bored, but the last couple of days I've really been pushing it. And what I I think is funny is that we get a lot of follows from liberal people. Whenever I say something <laughs> to him, disagreeing with, with Bernie Sanders to him, a lot of people are like, yeah, and they come and they follow. I think that's great. So, um, yes, we are uh, at Illusions D-E-S-T-R-1 on Twitter. And then the same goes for the, well, no, the Instagram is just at Illusions Destroyed. And you can find me at. Tasha Rose Radnam, R-A-D-M-A-M, and then Radical Mothering on YouTube and Instagram. Rock and roll. All right, guys. Well, oh, nope, nope. Clicked on the wrong thing. Namaste. Thank you for watching the show. And we'll see you, see you on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Bye.